back, everybody, to episode 68. Yes. As I got roped into doing another intro, as Kimbo had a special guest on, which I'll, I will introduce here in just in a few minutes. Uh, yeah. I got roped into another another intro. Here we go, though. And it was a pretty good week. Not too much going on, so I'll get into it pretty quick. What we have? We had uh, All-Star Game weekend. I enjoyed over the weekend. Uh, the dunk contest kind of stunk, so hopefully the All-Star Game is better. I haven't watched it yet. We'll watch it later today. This uh, will air on Monday. But uh, I thought we had a better performance at the dunk contest, the uh we had the Queen Mary J. Blige there. It was DJ Colleen and uh, Ludacris. Uh, who else made an appearance there? Uh, Little Wayne was there, our guy, my guy, Little Wayne. I met him uh, backstage. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was. I thought it was better than uh, the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Yeah, shots fired. I'm sure everybody's going to come at me, but whatever. And I noticed, uh, and, and how does Ludacris look? Younger than he did when when I was young. I don't I don't get it, you know. So I was younger in my twenties. It looked like he was forty something, you know. Now I'm forty something, and it looks like he's twenty something. But you know, whatever, man. Uh, that's a happy Black History Month to everybody too. Uh, let's not forget about getting that in there. Um, we're uh, when this airs, I think it's February twenty first. So yeah, I think that was it. wasn't too much going on there. We'll keep it short and sweet, and we'll get on with the show. Uh, here we go. Our special guest. Uh, I'll be editing and producing just in a little bit. Our special guest is going to be Dime Piece, and uh, introducing, bringing to the stage. It's going to be Kim Boalaji. All right, everyone, we are back from our break and we have our guests on. I am so excited, y'all. So me and this lovely, beautiful woman, we met in just like the IG streets. Honestly, we just kind of like, like, I forgot exactly in a sense of how we connected. We just, through the cannabis community. Because, yeah, I think uh, I've seen um, see one of your podcasts. I was listening to one of your podcasts and I just gave you a shout out. Like I'm supporting, you know, Lynch, yeah. you know, I listen to the episode. And then I heard you talk about Tantra and I was like, hold on, I need to connect with her because it's cannabis plus Tantra, something that I was so focused on in the moment. I was like, let me just chop it up with her and see where her head is at. And here we are. I love it. See that, y'all? It's just like, is there a community here? Because you know what? Okay, so I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Uh, And this is Dime. So she's going to be on the show, but I'm gonna let you go ahead and do it. Why are you here? Who are you, my love? My name is Dime. I go by the Dime piece, but I, everyone calls me Dime. I'm a cannabis brand educator. I've been in cannabis since 2018. Um, whew, I've been a bud tender. I have a podcast called Pearled, and on there I just talk about all things cannabis from my point of view, from my standpoint, telling you guys what I feel like is important, what you guys should know when you're shopping for cannabis, because it's a lot of weed out there, but no one's really oh, telling okay. you what to look for and what you should be paying attention to. So I just, I want to give you guys pretty much the bud tenders experience, but at home and wherever you're at. So that's what I do. And I love what I do because I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just passionate about things that help people. And one of those things is cannabis, just like any other thing in my life. And it's just my shit. I love to do. I love to talk about it. And I love to meet other people who are interested in it too. 
Amen to that girl. Cause I'm the same. I'm like, we gonna like, we literally were like so excited to like, like, this is the first time we're really just kind of like seeing each other talking face to face, not face to face. We're in Zoomlandia, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like just kind of like getting to know each other. So I'm excited, but we've been like conversing on like social media, Instagram, Twitter. And I just like fuck with her vibes really heavy. And she has a very unique perspective from a bud tender standpoint because she's actually in California guys. So as you guys know, I'm here in Chicago in Illinois, um, but she's in Cali. So, but you're, but actually you're not from Cali, right? Yeah, I am. I'm from California. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah, but I moved to the Midwest. I moved uh-huh. to um, Missouri in 2018 when I was uh, working as a respiratory therapist. And that's where I got my start in cannabis. Honestly, I was there right when it became like medically legal. And uh-huh. away. they were not given away, but you were um, able to apply for the licenses for like cultivation and dispensaries and pretty much doing whatever you want to do in the industry. So I was with my boyfriend and we smoked heavily already. So I was like, maybe we need to get into this legally now because uh-huh. he let me know I worked in the Midwest black market but I didn't know I, I never looked at cannabis that way because I was in California where it was legal so we uh-huh. were in a state where it was time to you know become medically legal so we we're like let's get into cannabis cultivation so we wanted to go for a, a cultivation license we learned everything that we could about cannabis and that's just that became our thing ever since honestly we just been hooked on it and we're still smoking and we're still learning more about it each and every day but that's where I got my start and then um, I just lived in the midwest for a little bit ended up moving back home to California started working in some really really nice dispensaries and yeah that's just how I kind of made my uh, my journey back to California after leaving the state to go work in respiratory I ended up coming back and I said I'm kind of done with respiratory I don't want to do this anymore it was hard to like be on that line of like western medicine and um, pharmaceuticals and then try to be on the and on the same side you're on not the same side but at the same time you're an advocate for cannabis so I was like I'm done trying to play you know, like going on, like, you know, I was, I was tired of fighting that fight. So I just dedicated all of myself to cannabis and this is where I am. That's amazing. That's amazing because you actually have a very unique perspective because you have, like you, like your background is a little bit with the pharmaceuticals and with like more holistic in a sense practices with cannabis. Cause you guys, cannabis is a plant. It grows outside. It grows inside, you know, at the end of the day, you know, really seemingly if you do, if you, you know, if you give it love and give it nutrients, anyone can really grow it. So I love that you had that perspective and I love that you have perspective from the Midwest and in California, guys. That's so key because, you know, we're going to dive deeper into this because when it comes to cannabis, uh, you know, in a legal standpoint, right, you know, here in Illinois, there's all these strict rules, right, when it comes to Illinois and California, y'all have been just way ahead of the game, right? We're a baby. We're only like two, two years in you know, adult use recreational. However, in California, your rules are just so lax compared to ours. I mean, yeah, it is not. I don't really? know why it's, I mean, I don't feel like there's, the industry is, it's a highly regulated industry. Okay. Like okay. this isn't like, oh, you can just chill and just party and we can smoke and do whatever. Like you still have your daily limits, just like you do where you're at. Um, ours is an ounce a day. Um, an, an ounce, ounce a day? Yeah, that's your, uh-huh. your daily limit for um, recreational. Recreational, um, okay. So, so that's what they can actually purchase at the dispensary a day. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yep. Um, and um, there's just little things that, um, there's still rules and regulations to this. Although it's legal, there are still things that you can and can't do. You can't have open containers in your car. Okay, you that's us too. Yeah, yeah that's like us you too. Can't, um, you shouldn't be smoking in the car and a lot of the yeah. smoking car. So it's not like it's just like a, like a free-for-all. And okay. It's, it's regulated 
like that for the consumers, but it's also highly regulated for the business owners. So their taxes are high. There's a lot of rules that they got to abide by. And it just makes it so like, damn, like, let's just like bring the fun back to it. You know what I, I know. mean? There's so many rules that kind of takes the fun out of the experience. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you giving me that insight. Cause the thing is like, I, I don't really know in a sense, it, this is a, this is a stereotype, I guess, right. From, from my, from my viewpoint here in the Midwest, looking at California's and, you know, different markets, because uh, here in Illinois, like for, for example, guys, in order for you to actually work in cannabis legally, you have to have, you have to be um, an agent you have to get an agent badged, you know, through the, through the state. So they get mm-hmm. fingerprinted background check the whole nine yards, which ironically enough, if you have prior experience with uh-huh. cannabis, you know, it's going to be illegally. So you might have a felony or something on your, on your record. So to me, it's just kind of like fucking hypocritical of us to be like, Hey, you, in order to work in weed, you can't have a felony about weed on your, on your record. Right. Cause that's going to keep you from working in the, in the industry, you know, uh, legally, so to speak. So you, do you guys need to do that? Do you guys need to have an agent card in no. um, California? When I was working at the dispensary, I didn't have to um, do anything like that. I just applied like any other job. But then when you go through the interview process, it, that's when it starts to get a little hard because they're asking uh-huh. like cannabis specific questions. They want to make sure that you know what you're talking about. They don't want you to just be the cool uh-huh. girl. In the dispensary. They want to make sure that you know about the endocannabinoid system. They want to make sure you know your terpenes. They want to make sure that you know um, how to recommend products to people based on their lifestyle. Um, that mm. way we can look at different routes of consumption. Are we going to recommend flour to this person? Or would you recommend edible based on the onset time they're looking for, based on their previous health conditions? You know what I mean? So they kind of want to make sure that you're prepared. You got to have some sort of knowledge and uh-huh. kind of like a passion at that point, because if you're that interested in to lead to where you learn that many things and you can help people in different ways. It's like, you have a passion for that. So I feel like that's one of the main things that would kind of hold people back when people are like, well, I want to work in a dispensary. What do I need to do? It's, mm-hmm. And I just want to say, just learn about the plant. Just mm-hmm. like dive into it, read books, like just get concrete information about the plant. That way you can get into these spaces. I think that is so important that you said that. And it it, it shows a big difference, Dime, because literally, girl, when I tell you, you don't have to have any experience to get a job at a, as a bud tender, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, we don't even, if you look at most of the job postings in Illinois, they don't even call it that, which is whack. Because the mm-hmm. thing is, though, at the same time in Illinois, we have a rule where we, we are not allowed to sell. Um, we're not allowed to, like, everything has to be prepackaged. Mm-hmm. So we're not allowed to weigh weed. You know, we're not allowed to touch it, smell it, none of that. It has to literally be in a prepackaged container and it has to go from the bud tender's hand to the bag, like the consumer that's reaching over the counter to grab the item that's a that's a no-no however if the butt tender was like holding it with them they can see it but they Mm -hmm. can't just like take it look at it it's like there's this really Mm -hmm. weird rules when it comes to that is that this is that you guys can touch it you know weigh it in the sense right because every dispensary is kind of set up differently every dispensary Uh design is different so we don't have a standard as far as like what the design of the shop has to be so it can be in the the kind of space where you can go and look at the flower and you can just like pull a drawer out and get the eight and go up to the counter and make your purchase. There's some dispensaries. Oh, where really? Stuff. You can just pick it yeah. up and just. I went to a dispensary like that where you look, really? at the, look at the flower and kind of like the display thing where it tells you the THC in it. But then under it, it has the drawers where you can just pull out the eight, get your jar and go to the counter and check out. Oh, Whereas my God. 
So like, hi, how you doing over the counter display case? Yes. And like, hey, how can we help you today? What are you looking for based on what's behind me type of thing? Right. You know? And we'll hand it to you. Uh, don't touch it, COVID. You know what I mean? Like, that's another thing that kind of changed the game was COVID. Before I remember uh-huh. we could like, we could look at the flower, the bud tender can open the jar and have it over uh, the counter to where you can smell it and uh, you can like mm, let make me love to it. Yeah, and you can come <laughs> with it and you can kind of tell based on you know your cannabis knowledge what you're gonna get out of this when you smell it. So since COVID yep. hit, we weren't able to do any of that. Like, how can you sell a product that the customer can't see, touch, smell? And that's like the main senses when it comes to us shopping for cannabis is based on those kind of things. So mm-hmm. it's really scary to know that um, it's not scary, but it's it's kind of crazy to know that yeah. they're ba- the, the customers being um, they, they're kind of being restricted to that experience. Shopping for cannabis is an experience. It's supposed right in a sense, it's supposed to be right in a sense of like a whole experience. However, here in Illinois, it seems like they're pushing this more um, like almost like Apple store type of shopping, like where you're like in a kiosk, you go inside, there's a little kiosk there. You order from that. You go to the register, the customer, uh, the, you know, the bartender brings out the container that's already prepackaged. Yeah. Can't smell it. Can't touch it. Can't like, like, like Dime said, can't do none of that. Right. But we, we have it's more it's not even COVID. That's just the rules in Illinois. We cannot <laughs> ever we cannot ever open a container and smell it. That is the biggest no-no. If you are caught doing that, you will get fired immediately. I will tell you that right wow. now. It is that strict in Illinois. Um, and then so basically, you know, we have them all prepackaged. And a lot of the cultivators here in Illinois, their their eights containers, you there's no window. You can't oh even my see it. I hate that. How and I I don't understand how businesses, how, how cannabis businesses expect the customer to be able to really know what they're getting if they can't see it. Like, that's cool, that matte, blacked out, whatever color. Right. Packaging, it looks great, but in all, but in reality, that's not a good way to sell weed. Like, it's just not. Because no I don't know what I'm getting. Never, even on the street, even in the black market, the person that you're buying weed from isn't going to give it to you in a black bag. Like, they're going to let you see it. They're going to buy it in a Ziploc bag, something see-through. I don't understand how... Um, they expect you to be able to have a good, I don't know, it's, it, just takes me back, it just takes me back to that shopping experience. It's, it just cuts, it's just depriving me of a, a certain experience. I like to be able to, if I can't see the flower, talk to me about the flower. The butt tender has to know, like, you need right. to be able to run down. Like, I need to, like, did you smoke this? Like, please tell me you smoked this because right. that way I can get a good idea of what to expect based on your experience. I've always tried to be that butt tender that could actually speak on the products I'm selling, whether it was from a, a standpoint of I personally tried this or I've done the research on this product. This brand is great. Like, trust mm-hmm. me, you're going to want to try this product, whether they're using live resin in this edible or a ice water hash, you know what I mean? Trying to find those things that can stand out to customers that way they know, okay, I'll actually buy this instead of this because if they can't see it, touch it or smell it, what else are you going off of? Yeah, literally. I mean, I, and I love that in California, you know, over with your experience, like they're really, when they're, when they're hiring bartenders, that's really the key is like, they expect people there to know their shit, right? Know what the hell, right? Like understand the plant, know it like through and through, which I think well, they're legal now, right? They, they've announced that they have, they passed the bill that they can 
sell, you know, legal recreational weed. Right. Yeah. Um, and now you can um, smoke it in the street now. Right. You can like just, you know, where anywhere you can smoke a cigarette, you can smoke weed. Right. Which is fucking iconic because it's New York City. Um, and then but basically, you know, there's kind of like a lag right now with them passing their reform of like getting the um, dispensaries open. Like there's still there's still some time that they need to kind of go through before they actually are able to be, you know, functioning, selling and selling in dispensaries, recreational weed. Right. So there's like there's like these I saw an article where there's like a gray area right now over there yeah. in New York City where, uh, you know, like gray area dispensaries are like just giving away weed. Um, because, you know, because right now they're in that weird period where it is legal because mm-hmm. the, the bills passed. However, yeah. the dispensaries are not open and all that stuff yet. So I, I like to see, you know, in a sense of like the rules and like what state does what, because that also it, it tells a lot about the city too. like in a sense Chicago, we have these I feel like we have the fucking strictest rules. Mm-hmm. Me personally, with this whole like when I tell you that because I work with I work with um like doing pop-ups and like, you know, things like that, like marketing for, for dispensaries. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have been getting shut down by the state. Like they have been not allowing any pop-ups because there is like a strict rule of like, no person, like, like there's the person can't talk to the consumer and try Mm -hmm. to convince them to, Mm -hmm. it's really weird. dime. like, when I tell you, I really like I this wish we could trade places. Like Girl, <laughs> it is so weird. Like when I tell you, I wish we could trade places a little bit. I feel like we yeah. both be like, what the, f- you go through this over here or you have this over here? Cause mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's different, but, but at the end of the day, I'm just happy that we both live in States that we can actually, you know, enjoy <laughs> cannabis. Really? Yeah, yeah. Freely in that sense. Yeah. Not, you know, to an extent, but um, are you a medical patient at all or no? No. no. Okay. Mm-mm, I'm not. But what, and to what you said um, about the um, cannabis industry in New York, I've heard that yeah. they're doing it on the street. Like they're just popping up, like less, like on the block, like outside. That's right. Pop up shop on the block, and they're just doing mm-hmm. what they can do while they can do it. And the cops right. aren't, from what I've heard, the cops aren't really tripping as long as there's no children around. Right. They're letting them sell their weed, and I actually like that honestly because. That's the fun part about um, being able to do this legally is that to just be able to sell it at your own price and set the price at what you want, not to worry about the government taking money out of it or you having to pay the government a super high tax before you can go sell it to the people. I like it like that, honestly. Oh, I know when they do find their rules and regulations and they get everything in place, it'll be more you know organized. But for now, the fact yeah. that they're doing it out in public like that and no one's getting in trouble, everything right. from what I've heard, I haven't heard any articles or news about it, um, anything happening as far as like a safety issue everything's right. cool so far so i'm like as long as you guys are safe get your money because once the government comes in and puts oh. their in it, it's a wrap girl okay and then this is something me being real ignorant like recently i found out that there's still raids being done over there in Cali. Yeah. And they're i was like what there are police officers i think it was in don't quote me san bernardino county i can send you the article of they were um like the Pretty much like the cops were watching the trucks that were leaving the dispensaries that were like transporting money, legal money to like different financial institutions. I think the company was called Imperial Logistics. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty much finding the cops were just like watching these trucks that were leaving with the money and they were pulling them over and they were robbing them. They would just be what? like, you have to confiscate this money, $150,000, $150,000. Oh 
$130,000 at a time and they can't do anything about it. They filed like a lawsuit, but they can't do anything about it because it's the police. And they're saying that it's like, since cannabis is still leaked, like federally illegal, they uh-huh. still have the upper hand in that. And that's why they're able to get away with it with no repercussions or no that's nothing fucked up. because it's still federally illegal. Right. That's, oh. yeah. And it's like, I, I, I like, you know, ignorantly enough, you know, like I think I watched a show. I think I watched that one show on Netflix called, um, it has Kathy Bates in it. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a comedy show about weed. I'm going to get the name and I'll put it in the show notes. I, I, it'll come to me. I'm hi yeah. guys. I'm also drinking can. So I'm also consuming food. as I do. And then I have my Bebo pen here ready to go. My vape pen. Um, cause we always consume on the show. Um, oh, I also smoked a little bit of, this is actually, it was actually Cali weed. My, my brother hooked it up and gave mm-hmm. me some Cali weed and it, um, it was Scotty Pippen 33 and it was by the backpack boys. Oh, you have some good yeah. weed. Yeah, That's girl. Great. That's good. Wow. That's good. That's great. Shout out to my back brother. to the boys. Yeah. yeah. My brother did good. I was like, you have Cali weed right now? I was over here like, really? Yeah, that's a really that's a really good brand. Backpack Boys has a lot of good strains. That's good. I'm glad that you got some of that to smoke because there's some weed out here that would just make you be like, this is Cali weed? This is not what I was yeah. expecting. Oh, but that's when I go to California... Know. And I'm a, I'm, we gonna link because I'm a, like, oh, yeah. what should I get? Like, tell me what to buy because I trust you, okay? Yes. But you yeah, can come to me with your cannabis purchasing needs. Like, if you have any questions about where to go, what to do, what to buy, what not to buy, uh-huh. I'm gonna. I'm sure. down because I'm like, I'm because again, you know, I'm not, I'm not in, in California. I know there's, there's a whole nother amazing market of like, God, you guys have black owned dispensaries here in Illinois. That's like completely unseen you know what I mean like well speaking of how about that I really want to get into that because that's like a nice little segue into the next segment Mm -hmm. because I wanted to talk to you about social equity and how you feel about it and do you feel like it's actually working here in Illinois or it might mine's Illinois but we're in California like is that a thing like do you guys feel like it's working do you feel like we need to work on it or so when when it comes to like social equity I feel like there are a lot of resources in the state that's here to educate people okay on cannabis that way they can put themselves in really good positions like if you want to get into the cannabis industry there are programs at colleges community colleges and they'll let you take like a 12-week course and they'll call it like an intro to cannabis and they'll give you cannabis information as far as distribution cultivation extraction methods they'll give you the information that you need that you can take with you to work in any type of facility honestly because I feel like I'm a um, I'm a big like advocate for education. Like if you can get something on paper, do a course, take a class, get a certificate. That way, that can give you kind of like a head start. And those are the kind of programs that I feel like is the most impactful when it comes to social equity in the state. Is the programs that are educating us and giving us that stepping stool to say here's a program where you can get educated. You might be able to have access to some investors at the end of this. That's one of the programs I've seen with Ease. They oh, had a program dope. there. They would let you come into their program as long as you had like a licensed product mm. and you were in California. They told you to come into this program. We'll give you education. We'll give you access to investors. We'll give you $25,000 when the program starts. And that's to dedicate your three month or six month, however long it is, all of that time and energy to your product and building your cannabis brand. They give you $25,000 in the beginning at the welcome party. And then at the end of it, you get your other $25,000, but you get put on this pedestal where they're putting you in front of investors or putting you in front of people who are looking 
to help you. Honestly, those are the kind of programs that I like in the state, the ones that are putting us in positions to get money. Like, that's, yeah. the, that's the hardest part. We need to try to figure out where we can get the money from. So I like the social equity programs that put us in positions to get in front of people to get money or put us in the position to get education so that we can go build our own shit when we're ready to. Oh my gosh. I mean, I mean I'm really happy to to get your perspective because the thing is I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I'm very ignorant to like what the the scene is in a sense of what the California rules with social social equity because we're such babies here, girl. It, it's a mess. It is yeah. a mess here in Illinois. Like they don't know what they're doing. Like there's all these like cuz we had a lottery so to mm-hmm. speak here to that. give out Did you hear about that? Yeah, we had a lottery to give out licenses, right? Cuz there's a certain rule because, you know, the big MSOs, you know, the multi-state operators, they they kind of run, they run Illinois right now, run it. And there's no craft, we have no craft growers, no craft licenses. Like we have, we have multiple loss, not multiple, but we have one lawsuit mainly that's like holding us back or holding the people that got the actual, like they won the lottery, right? In the sense mm-hmm. of like, um, to, to get their, you know, to get their licenses, whether it's cultivation centers or dispensaries. However, there's like a lawsuit right now that's holding everything back. So like, there's nothing, is, it's at a standstill right now. And the thing about that is that it's it's shady because it's like people would just use like, say, for example, like the like one of the rules, I, like, I don't know like exactly to like the T, but basically was like in order to get this license, you have to have a person like a person of color, you know, be a, apply for it. Right. Like that was a part of like some of the like programs in a sense of like to get that license. Mm-hmm. However, it's like, OK, they know how to run around. They know how to get around that. You know what I'm saying? They like they put somebody of color's face there. Yeah. However, it's still the big MSO, you know what I mean? So it's like, but they have like, we have rules of like, like, I think that like pretty much in the MSOs, like you can only allow, you can only have 10 um, dispensaries underneath your, you know, underneath your cultivating like license, you know, there's like, a, there's like a limit, I guess, but 10 still a lot, you know what I mean? And the thing is like, they know, I feel like they do know that once craft growers kind of get into the, you know, the mix a little bit, you know, we have mm-hmm. more of that, you know, where people actually yeah. want to like, kind of like craft beer, like they want specialty weed. They want people that have like, like done, you know, specific strains or things like that, you know? Um, I mean, the backpack boys, that shit was fire. I was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like we don't yeah. have that here in Illinois. So, but they're also scared because that's the thing is like these multi, these MSOs are like, once that happens, we ain't going to be making the money, you know, that we used yeah. to, you know? So. And they will. Cause those companies make a lot of money. Oh. Like, Millions and millions. millions a year off of weed. Like they're gonna make their money regardless. There is no competition. Like, right? Just, I don't think it's it's not that deep. Like they're trying to just take cannabis and put it in a space that's like food or another good, like another consumer good. They are like that's not that's not the culture that it's based mm-hmm. on. And when you try to turn it into that, it gets messy. When Girl, Amazon's to, coming for weed. If you saw, did you see that? coming for weed. Everybody's oh. coming for weed on the low. They tried to sneak their way in there. Did they now? It's just, it just goes to show like that's taking the fun out of the whole experience. I like to see small companies have their own license and they just have their own products and they sell it mm-hmm. to the market that they can reach. I like that. I like helping companies like that. I like to mm-hmm. make sure that they can find ways to market their products, that they can educate people on their products. Because one thing that the MSOs aren't doing is educating their customers. That's the biggest thing that I always see articles about is customers need education on products. Like they need help knowing what they're actually buying. So it's like, if you can create a company 
and you have a um, your mission is to educate people and you're supplying good weed, you're going to win regardless because that's just how the world works. You know what I mean? Sure. People like stuff like that rather than sure. saying this is our weed and we sell our weed for $80 an eighth. Like what makes it worth that? You're not telling me anything about it. I'm not going to feel comfortable shopping with you. I'd rather go to a brand that wants to tell me about their product, encourages their people to consume safely and has good weed. Amen to that girl. And you said eight, you said that, right? $80 guys. Yeah, she's, she's not lying. So in Illinois, let's talk about it. In Illinois, adult use sales, recreational, whatever you want to call it, it is at this is this is after taxes. It's at eighty dollars, guys, an eighth. That's a three five. Okay, that's, that's crazy. What's the price over there in Cali? What average price for three five over there? Mm. Three and a half grams. If you're shop, there's two different markets here. There's the dispensary legal industry, and then you have like the black market. So in the black you. Market, you can get eighths as low as. Fifteen dollars, depending on wow. who you're shopping with in the black market. And good and, weed or no? Yes, okay weed. yes, yes. Don't sleep on them. That, and that's one thing: people shouldn't judge the quality of their weed based on the price of it. Just because okay. this eight is eighty does not mean that it's going to be better or make you feel better than this eight for fifteen. And I'm, I can trust me, trust me on that because I <laughs> take the time to shop with brands that are thirty dollars an eight, thirty eight dollars an eight. Compared to the brands like Cannabiotics that are $80 an eighth after tax, $75 after tax, just to see if quality does have, um, like if the quality changes with the price. And sometimes it really doesn't matter. Although Cannabiotics is a different kind of brand, I haven't seen anybody's weed like their weed. Like, really? Nobody is growing. The fact that like, this is just like really good quality as far as like, you can tell when you look at a bud. Mm-hmm. It, this is like, you can tell it's a hand-trimmed, hand-trimmed bud, like mm-hmm. nug off the bat. So you're telling me that you care about your flower. The trichomes are still on it. It's frosty. doesn't matter. that I, All the jars that I've gotten have been exactly like that. So that shows you the consistency. It's okay. always really good quality um, weed, always really good, just beautiful, just nice buds. And to know that you can buy weed like that in the dispensary, that's a good feeling because you want the freshest weed that you can get. And to me, yes. that tells me freshness. But um, that's why it's priced at what it's priced at, because it's worth it. You know, the high you're going to get is going to punch you and you don't need to smoke a whole joint of that to get high. You can just hit it two or three times and be like, well, I'm going to put this out. But that's mm-hmm. when the shopping in the dispensary, comparing to when you're in the black market and you just want to get something real quick. You can get an eight for 15. You can get an eight for 60 in the black market, too. But okay. it just depends on what's your smoking preference. What are you looking for? Are you looking for quality, mm-hmm. quantity, potency? Um, like it just depends on what you're looking for. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Like that, I, Cause I'm like really interesting about like, it's, it's nice to hear different like cultivators and like, you know, like what, like, I like to know what's top shelf mid grade, you know, yeah. like, I like that. I like to know that in each market, or like each state. So she gave me mm-hmm. a little top shelf, you know, shout out there, which I think I, I, I love that, but mm-hmm. I want to know more about you. I want to know more about dime. Okay. Dime yeah. piece, the dime piece. What oh, is yeah. what, when it comes to you and your smoking experience, what do you prefer? Are you a flower girl? Are you a vape girl? Are you a dabber? Do you like edibles, topicals? What's up? What's up? I... I don't even have a favorite because I'm so okay. That's respectful. Like most people would be like, I'm a flower. Like people that see me on Instagram and Twitter, they would think like she's a flower girl because she's uh-huh. always smoking. I love posting smoking pictures. That's just me. But I love to know that the possibilities are endless when it comes to this plant. 
So I love edibles because I can change the dosage and I can change the, whether it's going to be in something like a gummy or if I'm going to make my own edibles or if I'm going to infuse my food. And I like flour because there's just so many different flowers and so many different strains to try so many different brands, so many different cultivators. And I just love to try them all if I can, like, and just, I just love to see and like compare it, you know, and be like, mm, is this worth this? Or right. what I think this? Or was this like, cause there's some weed that I smoke and I can tell like you guys didn't grow this. Like this was clearly uh-huh. bought, packaged and sold. So uh-huh. I just like to smoke and try different things. But for now, I think my favorite, I don't even have a favorite. Like I said, it's just always either flower. I think that's a respectful answer because the thing is like, it's really hard. Some people though are very staunchly, strictly like certain yes. things, you know? So I'm just curious. Cause I'm the same as you girl. I'm the same. Like I, it depends on the mood. Like, you know, like, right. How, like how high I want to get to. Cause right. I when it comes to edibles, it, the, it ranges. It's right. crazy. You can buy you know what I mean? A 20, a 200 milligram edible and be totally fine off of that. You know what I mean? Or you can just smoke a blunt and be totally fine off of that. It just depends on how high I'm trying to get what I'm okay. about to do. Cause I consume for a lot of different reasons. I don't just like work in weed and mm-hmm. do it for research purposes. I do it for my personal needs, for my self care, for my creativity. So it depends on what I'm doing and that's going to change the different like method of consumption. I think. Mm-hmm, definitely like I love and I love that you know with with edibles too like you said like you can like you can control in a sense of like how much you know or if you make your own too like you know there's other ways you know you can you can kind of infuse your you know your food and like eat it that way or take a gummy or yeah. even like what I'm doing here like I'm drinking a, a beverage you know what I mean mm-hmm. which is so dope which this is like, I feel like, you know, I'm not even like literally, I used to work for this company, but I don't anymore. But um, this can is like the, it's like a, basically it's like a white claw, but except it's yeah. no, no alcohol. It's, it's just cannabis and it's low dose, though. low, low dose, dose, microdosing, um, low yeah, dose. Ratios, yeah. though, you guys, mm-hmm. People who are new to the world of weed who want to get into edibles. I recommend um, drinks like can low dose um, drinks like that, where you can take your time and drink two or three because they sell them in like an eight pack or like a six pack. I think. Yes, they do. Yes. They do. So basically like a, like a beer or like yeah. a white claw, you know, that's kind of what it's supposed to like to be replacing, yes. you know, like the whole alcohol, like people that don't want to drink alcohol anymore or they're sober in that sense. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it gives people another option, right. For, for different ways to consume, which is really, really fun. Um, what about when it comes to like sativa hybrid indica? Are, do you do all three? It just depends on the mood. Same thing. Like. Mm, I really don't smoke sativa dominant strains. Really? I don't know. Most people say that, um, indicas are more for like body relaxation. You're going to kind of like turn down and then sativas would be more uplifting and like energizing. But everything that I would want to do off of a sativa, I can do it off of an indica perfectly fine. Really? Oh, okay. so I don't really smoke um, sativas. I If I do use, if I'm consuming something that's like sativa dominant, it's an edible. And that's just because I want it to uplift me and get me through the day without gotcha. that um, like drowsy feeling. But I don't even smoke sativas. I smoke a lot of indicas. I rarely ever smoke a hybrid. Mm-hmm. But people are like, nowadays, everything's a hybrid. So I'm just like... Everything's a motherfucking hybrid. I don't say that, yeah. I, I just don't go looking for hybrids, though. I don't Me like, too! I don't go looking for hybrids. Like, straight mm-hmm. up. Straight up, I, yeah. And if, if that's, like, the last option, I'm just like, right. it probably isn't even going like, to... It probably isn't going to smoke like an indica. You know what I mean? Right, it's just right. It's that you're going to have to take when you're smoking a hybrid. I don't need a balance. I always want to feel like how I feel off of the indica because uh-huh. it keeps me 
I'm not drowsy off of um you don't get sleepy. I don't get sleepy. I've been smoking. Okay. I've been smoking since high school. Uh-huh. And I don't think I um it just doesn't get me as sleepy as it used to. And every strain is different. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's right. different every strain, but the weed that I've been smoking as of lately, I don't really feel myself like going to sleep off of that. I can stay up and be as productive as I would on a sativa, but for hybrids. If I do smoke a hybrid, it's like this one right here from Cannabiotics. And mm-hmm. the only reason why I like the hybrids, this is their um, thick mint cookies. The only reason oh, why I smoke their hybrids is because I know that their weed is good. And it's this is an indica dominant hybrid. It's 70% indica, 30% sativa. Oh, so indica leaning. Okay, gotcha. Yep, so it's gotcha. more indica dominant. And I'm comfortable shopping with them because I know the weed is good regardless. Like it's going right. to be good regardless. I've tried some of their sativas, but... I mean, some of their sativas, but I don't really care for them. So if I'm going with a hybrid, I'm most likely going to go with something like this that's still heavy on the indica. And if I'm going to go with the indica, it'll be obviously another thing from um, uh, cannabiotics, like a Wi-Fi OG, because I know that it's okay. going to Like I just love heavy strains that do what they're supposed to do without me having to smoke a whole backwood, you know? Got you. Got you. What about, you know, do you like to infuse your, your flower with like, say, a little hash or a little bit of like, you know, anything like to like, you know, put in there. To make I'm looking for some concentrates that I can use something that's more, I want someone to tell me what they recommend to use mm. in, um, like to put in my blunt. Cause I smoke out of backwoods. I don't know how I can incorporate it, but if you guys want to tell me how you guys incorporate your, um, like joints and stuff with concentrates, let me know. You could, do I, full, yeah. you could do full spectrum hash oil because that you can smoke. You can kind of lace that with your weed and then you can smoke that. Have you heard it? Okay. It's called, it's called, um, it's, it's usually F O S O, uh, H-O, it's full spectrum hash oil. So like, it's basically the hash, but it's, but it's put in the oil, but you can eat it. You can smoke mm-hmm. it. You can vape it. So it's super versatile. Like that um, is, I love Do you have it there? Do you have I'm going to see. I usually oh. shop with a company called Left Coast Extracts Ooh. for like my vape products and okay. my, um, like if I needed a concentrate, that's the brand I will go to. So I'm going to see okay. if they have that, that way I can start incorporating it. Cause I'm always looking for ways to like spice it up. Like yes. let's do yes. something, let's switch yes. it up because smoking is great. Yeah. Let's just Spicy do something weed. that's kind of like exciting, mm-hmm. like push the limit a little bit. Cause the right. only thing that I consume is cannabis other than like any other, like popping pills, doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't drink alcohol. Like I just smoke cannabis so I'm always looking for something to kind of like you know just make it a little bit more exciting every now and then when did you question for you because I literally like I like when I started to work in the industry you know uh professionally because I used to I actually came from the world of liquor so I used to be like working for like Brown Foreman and like you know um basically like Woodford Reserve and like Jack Daniels right mm-hmm. so I used to have liquor all the time because I worked in it but then as I transitioned to like cannabis girl I don't even touch alcohol really anymore like I don't like and when I do drink I feel like shit Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it's weed all day for me, girl. Weed. Yep, um, I kind of, I did you have you dabbled in like psilocybin or like mushrooms or shrooms at all? Or no, Nothing. I just okay. stick to weed. Like, that's <laughs> I love my weed because it, it just does what I want. I, I used to be a drinker, I know what it's like. Uh-huh. like drink a lot of like Ciroc and just Ooh, like Ciroc, really girl. you took me back <laughs> like just you know just like pushing it for nothing just trying to be drunk but then okay right heavily I was like I don't really need to get that sloppy drunk feeling because I really just like drinking because it would make me feel like 
just so much more feminine. Like I just felt so like, I love that feeling of being warm and just being like, oh, I just feel so sexy right now, but it's because I drank, you know? So when I started smoking weed heavily, I was like, I like this feeling because I can control it. And there's a uh-huh. body eye that comes with this. There's a mental aspect where I don't think about certain things when I'm in the moment and after I smoke. So I was like, I think I'm just going to stick with smoking weed. And now like me and my boyfriend say, it ain't shit to let that bottle sit because I don't, I'm never tempted to, to drink alcohol at all. Like I'll smoke. I don't need to drink. Never tempted. If someone's like shots, I'm like, mm, I'm good. On right, me. girl. And don't get, don't come at me with some fucking cheap ass t- liquor mm-hmm. talking about let's do shots. I'm like, I will rather just drink water or just watch yeah. you. Cause I'm like the hangover, the way I'm going to feel after that shot. Oh Lord. I'm not, I'm, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. That's <laughs> your body differently. Yeah. The littlest bit of alcohol that you have, I think after you stop drinking for a long time, it affects in like the weirdest way. So the I weirdest I way. If I drink, it'll probably be like, because I'm on a trip, like in like out the country or something where Same. I couldn't take my products with me. And that way I'm going to have to get intoxicated. So I'm going to just have to drink like all inclusive type shit right that's the only way I'm gonna be like let's get the drinks going right 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 no I mean don't get me wrong you know like it's like you said like if I'm out and about from traveling traveling is really honestly I will I will agree with you is when the only time I actually be like oh it would be nice to like a nice little cocktail or you know or if I'm out to dinner like special occasions like but when it's like you know, at, at the crib, I never drink at the crib. Like never. Mm-hmm. I I smoke. That's what I do. Yes. You know, and I'm I'm the same girl. Like I'm I literally like don't need to feel, like it, unless it's wor- like it's not worth it to me to feel the like after effects of alcohol anymore. Yeah. Because when I do it with cannabis, when I smoke weed, and like when I take an edible, like I don't feel the shit next the next day. Yeah. You know, some sometimes though, if I take an edible too late, like if I take an edible like at two or three in the morning, and I have to get up at like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I'll feel a little groggy because the thing is like that. I feel like the edible is still in my system. So like, it's making me a little groggy. So that's just me personally though. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like smoking, Oh, mm-hmm. no, I wake up the next day. Mm-hmm. Fresh and anew, you know? That so, um, but yeah, well I, ready okay. Literally, literally well rested and loving it. So, nice. but yeah, no, I love, I love hearing your perspective. Cause I feel like you could just, I'm, I'm sure my listeners can literally just hear the knowledge that dime, the dime piece has about this. You, she can, you can hear the passion in her voice. I mean, you can hear it. Like she loves this beautiful, amazing plant. I you know, like she's got many names. What she got? She got Laganja. She got Buzz. She got mm-hmm. Weed. What yes. is it? Yes. Ah, exotic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can keep crazy. going. Let's, right, I don't that's, even that's... talk about like weed like that. I literally just be like now, and it's crazy because since I've started studying cannabis, I don't even call it weed as much often. Like I'll just uh-huh. be like, cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. Yes, yes. And so Which, like, how do you feel about that? Because I feel like there's this little bit of a stigma, not like a stigma, but like a um, little bit of a beef between people like, oh, mar- mm-hmm. like people that say, because here in Illinois, they're like, you can't say marijuana. You have to say cannabis. I'm like, it's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's like marijuana has that like uh, mm-hmm. negative connotation behind it with all the past propaganda and shit. Yeah. So they don't they want to like disassociate the two words, which you can't. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit. I, I really you know. I think that once I formed a different respect for the plant, that's when I started to call it cannabis. Uh-huh. When I started to learn about it and it wasn't just something that we did for fun. It wasn't just something like, oh, yeah, we're just going to smoke some weed. 
when I seen that all of like the medicinal properties that it had and the way that people are able to make money off of it and how people can benefit off of it in different ways. I'm like, this is not just weed. Like this is that's true. Yeah. That should be respected. Like we're right. going to call it cannabis from now. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm not telling people to call it cannabis, but in my mind, I told myself I'm calling this cannabis from now on because I have to respect this plant. You know what I, I mean? Just, yeah. I, and, I, I, the and the thing is, so the, the, do you grow weed? Do you grow your own? Do you grow cannabis? No, not yet. Girl, you, oh, when I tell you, it is like the most amazing connection. Like I grew for the first time. My first homegrown was last summer. I have mm. a greenhouse outside. So it's a sun grown weed. But mm-hmm. I was so proud. I put so much love and we have chickens at my house. So mm-hmm. I would go in the backyard and like, I'm, I loved it. I was like with it, like just gardening with my chickens and my cats yeah. running around. It is the best, most. And I, just knowing how much you love the plant. I need that experience. I oh smoke too much not to grow my own weed. Like I need an weed, honestly. I don't even understand. Like I just be smoking for fun just because it feels good to smoke. Like, yeah, like roll up. What? Yes, roll up. Like, get the backwood ready. Okay, I'm about to get okay. ready. I love smoking. I love sitting across from my man when he's breaking it down and he's rolling it up and he shows it to me and you're talking about the wood. I purled it. I'm like, okay, like the blunt, please. I'm ready to smoke. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> whole, it's just the whole vibe, honestly. You just, you just gave, you just reminded me what I wanted to ask you. And this is a great segue because you said we, you purled it. So mm-hmm. I actually wanted to ask you a little bit more deeper, deeper about the, the name, the dime piece, where that came from. And then I know your podcast is called Pearled. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the dime piece was really just the name I made up for myself because I was like, I'm really attractive. And it was around the time. Come on now. That's top of the line. I was like, Like, my name is Diamond, but I'm just going to cut off the mund at the end. I'm just going to have it dime. Keep it at dime. And then when I added the piece on the end, it was like, because you're fine as fuck. Like you're a dime piece. Like that's what you are. I love it. And ever since then, I just kept it with me. I didn't even have it in my mind. It wasn't even in relation to weed at all. Like it had no connotation with like a dime bag or anything like that. Because it's spelled D-Y-M. My name is spelled Mm -hmm. D-Y-M-O-N-D. So I just kept that part of it. Cut it short. Call me Dime. Um, but I would just refer to myself as the dime piece because I look great. And then, I know that's right, um, bitch. I know that is right. <laughs> it's she just is, guys. If, you, if you're watching the visuals, you can see her beautiful. She's, she's gorgeous. So, I mean, yeah. And she's a gorgeous, and she's a gorgeous new mom, too. I don't know if you want to share that, but she's... Do you, you... I... Seriously, girl, when I, I'm not a mom, okay? Uh-huh. But I have the utmost respect for mothers because that shit looks harder than a mug, okay? I just don't know. I yeah, just don't know if I can do a lot it. Of, it's just all about like stress management, honestly, and having a good supportive team around you. That's how oh, you, yeah. that's the only way that you can get it done. Like I have to be reminded you're not alone. Like my boyfriend has to tell me, stop acting like you don't have anyone here to help you. You're not alone. You're so stressed acting like you're the only person that can do this when you can call someone to come over. He's like, find a girl that can just come over to the house and sit with you and smoke, like just to chill. Because he understands that it's hard doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to start a business. I'm trying to create different streams of income. I'm trying to talk to new brands every day. I'm doing things all day. And with the baby with you, it can be really stressful because you don't feel like you ever have the time to just fully step away and go do what you want to do. So being a mom is just about managing that, managing your emotions and not being too stressed out over time. Like, okay, we can't do it today. We'll do it tomorrow. 
You know what right. I mean? Or I'll call a girl over. I don't have a lot of friends, but I'll be like, you can come over and we can just chill. That way I can get a break. That way I can do something for myself. And that's the right. only way that I think that I'm even getting through this is just by having that mentality where it's like, you're not alone. Call somebody, do the things that make you feel good. Don't forget who you are and stay educated. He always told me to like, keep learning, like stay at it. Cause he knows I like to learn things and that's what keeps me in a good state of mind. So he's always pushing me, like learn about whatever you need to learn about when it comes to cannabis so that you can do what you want to do. And that's how I even got to create what I created. Pearled, if you guys have heard episode one of Pearled, it's my podcast where I talk about things that make us feel good, honestly. And one of those things that make me feel really good is cannabis. So I just kind of take my perspective as a former bud tender and I just give it to you guys on that podcast, whether I'm talking about the brands I'm smoking or the brands that are coming out. Um, I just talk to you guys about that and things that happen in my life that make me feel good because I'm on a journey of just building in general. You know what I mean? Building a brand, creating businesses, building um, self-confidence, building that momentum within myself to keep going even when I feel like stopping and um, I just bring all that shit to the podcast and let people know, like, I get it. And here's what I'm going through. And let's right. talk about weed and smoke while we do it. So that's, that's what it. I'm doing on the podcast. And um, it's just it's just what I do. It makes me feel good to be able to still reach people since I am a stay at home mom. I can't really get out and work in the field, but I can do the same stuff from home and people like it even more because they love being able to see the person talking about it and like talk to them on Twitter, send me pictures of your weed. Like I love that kind of stuff. And that's the kind of experience I'm creating from home. I love that. And then now with this world that we're in, it's like a totally different way of, you know, we can do everything in a sense from home. I mean, I just, I just told you, like I sent an audition for one of the, you know, the show that we're filming here in the shy called in Chicago called The Shy. And I'm able to, to audition from home. Like I could just record myself, do a self-tape, yeah. send that bitch in. Like that is what's so great about the, the, the being able to do that. And then now you, you know, because like you said, you're, you are a mom. Like you have to like yeah. do, so you have to wear many hats too. And then like, I, I, I just respect you so much, girl, for really, honestly, I feel the passion in you. Like I know it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just a matter of just, you know, working hard and staying humble and being yeah, a good person and consistent. meeting meeting good people like you and myself that we out here doing it right and women in cannabis, you know, right? Because women I'm a big in advocate cannabis. for that, women in cannabis. I try right. to talk to a lot of women in cannabis because we have to form like a group. We have to come together because that's the only way that we're going to be able to do like, do like, big shit in real life like trying to do it by yourself that's cool if you want to get to the top on your own or (laughs) you could build a team of women who are all good at different things in this industry I know that I have a small circle of women around me someone who's into extraction I have one person who's into freaking like growing I have another person who's into like events and party planning I have another person who's into like you just have to get into it and build your Mm -hmm. tribe and know that I'm into this. She's into this. How can we benefit off of each other? In our case, and if we were to have a group of people around us, it would be podcasting. I'm going to get you on the show. There you go. Five new episodes. You have a brand. Let's all support your brand. You have an event. Your event. You're going to grow. We'll all buy some of your product. And we kind of have an ecosystem. That's what that's like. My goal is to be able to create an ecosystem of women in cannabis. And we all to support each other because we are all going to get to where we need to be. But we have to show that we're supporting each other. That competitive mindset, that Uh mean girl mindset that I want to be the first to do everything. That's great. 
But if you're not building teams and you're not helping other people get in position, I really don't see like the hype. You know what I mean? It feels I good to that. Know that I can meet other women who are passionate about the same plant that I'm passionate about. They're driven. They want to build their businesses. They want to build their brands. I help them. I specialize in advertising and marketing. So if you ever have a brand that you want advertised, just let me know about it. If it's cannabis related, let me know about it. It can be cannabis accessories, smoking papers, whatever you want to do. If you're growing actual flower, that's fine. If it's cannabis related, I like to know about it. And I like to share it with people because I'm a brand educator. I educate people on different brands and what makes them special. And that's, um, it all just comes from having that mentality of like team building and knowing that you have to build a circle of people. You can't win on your own. You got to stay consistent. Those are the kind of things that I have to like tell myself every day while I'm doing this to not give up. Really? No, I feel that so deeply in my soul too, girl. We are in the alignment. Okay. The ecosystem is where it's at guys. And that's exactly Mm. what Kimboology is doing too, in a sense. And I'm happy to align with, you know, women like yourself that also feel that deeply in their soul, but also want to bring people up and form a, like you said, an ecosystem, do it together because I agree. I think this mentality of me, you know, me, 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 us against them, you know, I did it first or whatever Mm -hmm. have you, like that is not sustainable. It really isn't, you know, because let's be real. We are people, we're human beings. We're not robots. We still need to sleep. We still need to see our friends and families. We still need to see our, our, children, our babies, our pets, we still need to outlive life. And how are yep. you going to do that unless you build a, a, a solid team you respect that respects right. you, that also wants to see good things coming around them as well? Like, it's like, I want to bring my tribe up with me. And that's how it's always been with me. So I align that with what everything you said so deeply. So shout out to you, the dying piece, y'all. I mean, she's beautiful. She's a mother. She's a cannabis mm-hmm. connoisseur, if you want to oh, say. Oh, no, don't say that. I know. <laughs> and I triggered her, guys. I triggered her. I swear. Her. I just, it's just like, I just know. I just come from different perspectives. I'm not coming from a perspective of someone who entered the cannabis industry and was green to weed and didn't really know about weed. I'm entering it from such a cool position because I come from a Jamaican household, both uh-huh. my parents are Jamaican. So I'm familiar with the plant from birth. You know what I mean? Oh my God, amazing. So it's like, I'm into it from that standpoint, but I worked in pharmaceuticals and respiratory therapy for so long. But when I moved to the Midwest, I was like, hold on, this black market thing is way more profitable. And, Mm -hmm. but it's just not safe. So I'm coming to you from a standpoint of someone who understands the profitability that the black market has, Mm -hmm. but I'm also someone who's worked in the legal cannabis industry and I'm giving it to you from that perspective too. So it's just a collection, I think, of like my life in general that's given me this different perspective on weed to where it's like, I'm going to teach you something, but I'm also be able to just enjoy the session and smoke with you. You know what I mean? I can't help it if I know a lot. Like, I just happen to be in this shit. I'm really into it. You know what I mean? And I love just smoking it and talking about it and helping people learn more about the brands that are around them because there are so many brands in the dispensary. There's so much weed, but it's like... (sighs) how do I shop? How do I know? How do I know what brand is better than another? Most of the time we're going off of like the marketing that we see, the limited marketing that we see, honestly, because the Instagram content guidelines and stuff like that. Oh my God. 
So we can only see so much and you don't really have the, not all dispensaries give you that experience of walking in and saying, Hey, can you tell me about these six strains that you have on the shelf? Can you break it down to me? Can you take your time? You know what I mean? So it's just, it's really dependent on you at the end of the day as a person to seek that knowledge. If you want to be able to enjoy this industry and all the beautiful things that it has to offer, you've got to educate yourself. Cause if not, you'll just be buying things and wasting money on things that you don't need to buy. So I want to make sure that you guys know um, what you're shopping for, what to look for, what to look for based on your lifestyle. If you're looking for things that are specific to what you do, let me know what those things are and I can help you find the products that you're looking for based on the products in your market too. That's true. That's very true. You know, like I said, when I go to California, I'm hitting you up girl you tell me everything like what could, okay what, what can i get what can i get because i'm gonna need okay. your help because oh yeah you know, i don't know we'll that market so. shopping. they'll play you they'll definitely get uh, you oh i expect it that's why i'm like what is this is this for real like should i do mm-hmm. this so it's coming yeah. it's coming uh you. you guys th- she's been amazing a wealth of knowledge dope vibes dope energy i align with everything you said uh i think we should take a quick break and we, and we will be right back, be right back after, after these detailed, detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. are back from our break guys you guys know what it's time for it's time for meditate masturbate and or medicate and if you guys are new to the show this is our wellness sexual wellness or we can go into more deeper i mean obviously we did cannabis already but this is any sort of um topic you want to talk about in these three categories they can be anything from what i watch on tv what, what kind of porn i watch or anything from how my meditative practices have helped my life, therapy, or even just like, oh, I've been dabbling in some shrooms. Like it's anything that you really want to choose. So just choose a category and we'll chat a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about Tantra because I know you're into Tantra. That's oh my God. why we're even on this platform speaking today. Tantra is what connected us, you guys. We That's both so true. That. And I hit her oh up and I don't know, I don't know what made me ask her something even sexual and it wasn't something like weird sexual it was more no nah, no nah. it was literally talk about this in your podcast and i yeah. want you to get any resources as far as like 
a Tantra coach or a book I could read or something, because when I heard you talk about it, it was at a time where I was looking into it myself, but I didn't know where to go. So when I heard you talk about that, I was like, this is someone I need to talk to about Tantra. I know nothing about it outside of what I've learned based on like the resources that we've shared with each other. Right. Exactly. Okay. So she's choosing, she's clearly choosing masturbate guys. (sighs) Yeah. We going into, we going into Tantra land. So we're going to go dive into masturbate. Um, Yeah. No, honestly, I really super appreciate you. Uh, even like I said, Tantra is like she said, brought us together in that sense because she listened to the episode where I shared my tantric experience. Um, and as you guys, uh, if you guys didn't watch listen to that episode, definitely go back to the I believe it's let me go ahead and find the actual number so I can give them a little bit of uh, listen to that episode, you guys. That just opened my eyes to like this, this like it's just a new world. And for a lot of women, we're dealing with a lot of stuff, and Tantra is like something that just it made me curious. And yeah, you guys need to listen to that episode because she just made me want to like, listen, I was want, I was telling my boyfriend, we need to do this now. Like there's this massage <laughs> thing. There's okay. this massage thing I was learning about. I just heard this girl talk about, like, I want to try this. So yeah, yes. you guys need to listen to that episode. Well, guys, she's referencing the uh, episode number six. It's called the Tantric Sex episode. And I appreciate you wanting to talk about it because, you know, honestly, guys, Tantra is something it's it's more because it does have like this more of like a taboo sense of like, oh, it's all about sex and raunchy. It's really a, it's really a lifestyle, honestly, because mm-hmm. it's a way that you're living your life and incorporating more of a, a mindfulness of everything around you. So more so just, you know, mm-hmm. like your part, you can even practice Tantra by yourself. That's honestly mm-hmm. how I got into Tantra was alone. Mm-hmm. So when I was living in, when I was living in Australia, I found a community there, which to be honest with you, that's still the only community that I really aligned with. I reached out to the community here in Chicago and I didn't, I didn't really feel those vibes, but you know, diamonds like out there in California. And I honestly feel like that, but I feel like the community, the, the chances are you can find a really good community um, are better in Cali than here in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like, I have, I still have a lot of learning myself to do too. Cause like, I, I am a little bit out of practice, like, you know, in the sense of like every single day, the mindfulness that comes into Tantra, but, yeah. you know, I feel like the the more easier, like the really simple things that you can kind of like do that kind of get you into Tantra that I've found is really breath work. Yes. Breath work is actually a huge part of Tantra. It's breathing, guys. So breath work is actually like the most important thing I would say, because it is the oxygen that's getting to all the different parts of your body. And then what they do is like, they usually, there's like terminology in a sense of like when you're holding in your breath and you, it basically, your solar plexus like go into like kind of work. And then like, you're kind of like putting the energy to different places in your body so that we can get like, kind of like a recharge or you can get more. And the thing is like, how awesome though, to be like that. This is something that I didn't experience in Australia was maybe being um being high while practicing tantra mm, that's, that's what I was thinking i'm like and the fact that i'm incorporating cannabis in this yes will be even better because it sounds like such a powerful just the experience you spoke about when it was when you guys went to like a class and you were with your um the partner that you had in that class and you were talking mm-hmm. about just how like your hands would move over that person and how they right. were reacting. and i'm like just imagine that off of a blunt before you do that like mm-hmm. even more whether it's in touch or out of touch with the experience, you know, just mm-hmm. one that you can relax your mind and your body even more. That's such like, ugh, I just love that. I love that. Girl, and when I tell you that, you know, it's it's one of those things though, because what I did when I did the workshop, um, it was a like I did a few workshops, I did a few classes, but there was one that was significant because it was a whole weekend. We mm-hmm. literally tapped out for the whole weekend. And they even said, you know, we didn't sleep over there or anything. I went back to my apartment. However, they did say like, 
limit your time on your phone, you know, be more engaged. If you have a partner, you're going home to be more engaged with your partner, uh, practice transfiguration, which that's the practice of if you stare into your partner's eyes, you lock eyes and you're really deeply looking in their eyes and like kind of going beyond their eyes a little bit more in their soul. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's very special, but it, it does take discipline yeah. You know, and in the world we live in this hustle and bustle, you know, again, we're both trying to build our brands and our, you know, in our, you know, our own, you know, in our own world, we have lots of things going on, right? I have a yeah. full-time job, but then I also have this and that. And so really it's, it's really a mindful way of like, cause the thing is it also puts you, which I love about Tantra is that not only are you trying to learn more about yourself, you're learning about others. So yes. it actually helps you be less of like, take like kind of like you have like this little bit of like a practice like a barrier wall around you when you practice tantra because you start to see people for who they are and what they are like Mm -hmm. oh that person is going through something that's why they're projecting right now you know or that person is doing you know what i mean like so literally the person sitting next to you on the bus or whatever or sitting next to you on the train you can literally see them and be like wow i don't see them as a stranger i see them as a human entity the person that has that is going through something too. And I feel like right now, especially with everything that's going on with COVID and like pandemic and everything, it's so important for us to kind of take a step back and give each other grace, yeah. right? And not be so judgmental and not be so, uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Are you, are you vaccinated? Are you this? Da, 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 da. It's like, how about let's be human beings and how about let's be empathetic and let's be caring about one another and give each other yeah. grace because at the end of the day, we all feel things. We're all hurting in some way and we all need help, right? We, and it's like, it could be, we could, we could easily be negative. We could easily shut each other down, put each other down, but how wonderful it is to go around and be like, give a little joy, right? Give a little happiness in some Because you have that happiness in you. That's right. what, that's where it really needs to start. It has to start with you. How are you feeling? That's the only reason why I even started to look into Tantra was because I needed to find a way to become a better person. And it wasn't, I was just lacking in one aspect and it was as far as like my femininity goes, me personally, not me as a mom, not me as anything else, just me alone I was holding on to way too many things. Mm-hmm. I need to release these things so I can be able to go throughout life and be a better mom, be a better girlfriend, be a better sister. You know what I mean? And practicing that, that's what made me even like look into it because it was just the act of kind of like taking yourself out of the moment, the act of giving to your partner without expecting something back, yep. not having to shame your body in the moment if your partner's doing something to you, letting go of that mental barrier of being very judgmental on myself and just holding on to way too many emotions that was stopping me from being a good sexual partner as far as like, um, um, like what's the word? Kind of like, um, just like taking the initiative and being sexual. Those are the kind of things that I was like, I have to get us, I have to do a sexual reset because I've had a lot of things go on to me in the past. Not go on, but I've been through a lot of things in the past Mm -hmm. and it it was starting to kind of shift and shape who I was. And I didn't like that person. And I was like, I need to just get back to having really good sex and just chilling. Like, just like, although I have to work hard, it wouldn't be as hard if I was having really, really good sex, but I have to do that for myself. (laughs) And when I say really good sex, it's not sex with my partner. It's learning how to like do that with myself. Like how can I take initiative and say that I want to be a better person. So let me do what I have to do for myself so that I can give better. That was my goal. I wanted to just get in touch with myself, get into masturbation, get into like seeing myself as that woman that was just like, 
like I'm like I wanted to be able to look at myself and feel like oh my god like you're just uh, like you're everything like I just I'm just attracted looking at you because you're attractive you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that that had to start with letting go of any type of shame that I placed on myself any type of fears that I had um, any type of regret that I had with my, and these are all around sexual past, you know what I mean? Okay. Not that, because that was what I had to let go of. So I could be a sexual being. So I could feel good when I touched myself. I couldn't do that if I had shame associated with touching myself uh, or people telling me, you know what I mean? People telling you like, that's not right. Or that's what hoes do. And right. it's like, they, that's just society telling you what they think. You know what I mean? Even what your parents tell you is another way of society telling you what they think. You know what I mean? Cause I was, raised in a household where my parents were encouraging me to um really tap into anything self-wise besides like going to school getting good grades getting a job like they didn't really focus on like how are you like as a Uh person are you okay and what are the things that contribute to your self-esteem you know what I mean so tantra was one of those things that I felt like this is what's going to help me um raise my self-esteem and see myself in a whole new light, a sexual light that isn't um, commercialized to be like just super hypersexual and raunchy and freaky and nasty and a hoe and promiscuous and, I'm a, and like cheat on your man if you're a super sexual being. I wanted it to be in a way where it was like, this is my feminine energy that I'm embracing and my yoni is powerful there and there's so go. much power in it. I want to be able to cater to it and show that I respect it. So let me learn how to please myself and give myself these feelings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, that's just been my thing just being able to like find ways how can I love myself better so I can love my people better so I can just be an overall happier person because what I've um recently found out just listening to other women speak on their tent their like tantric experiences is that when they do this they just find a new light like the joy is just there and they don't have to force it I don't want to have to force myself to find joy I want to just wake up feeling like like I'm gonna have a good day regardless like I'm on 10 regardless because I got what I need whether I'm giving it to myself and not depending on my partner to be the only person that can make me feel good in that way. Because when my partner doesn't feel like doing that because he's stressed out from work or from life in general, I can't be like, damn, but I wanted some head. Like, damn, but I right. have to be compassionate <laughs> and empathetic and understand that it's not always about you. And you need to take responsibility for your sexuality if, because it's your body. My problem was I never touched myself. I never really? into, no, I was oh. never into that. That's why I had to get into Tantra because I had okay. no experience with masturbation didn't watch pornography was totally turned off by porn it was really Really? weird to me it was just like I'm not getting turned on by watching a man have sex with a woman at all like I'm I'm over here like how does that feel I'm over here like (laughs) I I get turned on I would get turned on from watching myself and my boyfriend have sex but okay okay well it was just like this isn't really doing anything for me because I wasn't I didn't grow up watching porn and was like oh I'm about to get off to this like I'm gonna be able to watch uh-huh. this and feel good so as an adult watching porn I was just like oh god it's probably terrifying you yes you're like oh even that it's terrifying oh. it's just <laughs> like I didn't I don't I'm not really interested in it I'm Got not you. interested in seeing like I, I'm just not unless it's myself I like to see myself though I like to see videos that me and my partner make but I'm looking at other people. So that just, those are just kind of, that's just like one of the ways where, um, 
that's just like tapping back into your sexuality and um, that helps you kind of like see yourself in that way. I always like to look at that porn star. Like I don't have to, I don't have a favorite porn star. Like my boyfriend, my favorite porn star. Oh, that's right. Because (laughs) that's all I watch. If I'm going to watch something, that's what I can get turned on by because the feeling that I'm associating with that image, I felt that feeling before. I know how it makes me feel. So that's how I'm able to like, you know, even get turned on by watching porn if it's me and my partner but Mm. other than that wasn't raised around women who were encouraging me to go out and explore your sexuality and get into this feminine energy where you know how powerful you are you know like the energy that you bring with you never tapped into that so at 25 that's when I started um just trying to see how can I get into this what can I do and I found Tantra and ever since then I'm just like I have to ease into it because I feel like it's something that takes a little bit of coaching it takes some education it's not just like oh, I'm gonna do Tantra yoga and I'm gonna just go out there and stretch and I'm gonna breathe and I'm gonna hum or do whatever like right. from a stereotypical point of view um it's something that should be respected just like the cannabis plant like I have to take my time with Tantra I have to understand because it's so serious and that's so powerful in a way that's like I tried you know just the massages just massaging my partner that in yes yay give him a lingam massage massage that girl okay just to see how <laughs> I could do it and that was before I got any I didn't I haven't read anything about it didn't get to watch a video of anyone doing it I just heard people explain it but I didn't yeah. get to see it the time so I was like let me just try and see and he was like that was probably like the best feeling like I've had in a like I've had like I didn't even I didn't think it was gonna even be all that because I'm just doing what you know I right but for him it was such an like an energy release it was probably a stress reliever he went straight to sleep he had a great day at work like yeah those kind of things that make me even curious about it because I want to learn how to be a giver and I'm so used to being a pillow princess I love to just lay on my back and get it done to me well I mean there's nothing wrong with that too but I love being a pillow princess but when your man is telling you you need to be more initiative you have to find it in you to like okay it's not that I don't want it that's why I'm not being initiative it's just that I'd rather you come to me and like take like not take it from me but in a way like I like that aggression I like to be I think a lot of women like you know secret even us even us alphas right because I'm I'm very much a top in the Mm -hmm. you know in that sense but no but like no but even in like that it's nice right to get that little like oh wow okay that energy that's that masculine energy I like yes know that I'm getting the shiva the shakti yes I love it I love it I love it let me give you what I'm giving you I'm giving you submission I'm just laying back and I'm taking it and you can take control like take that dominant control over me that's just what I enjoyed but you can't only do that. You can't do that for so long until he says, I want someone to come to me too. Like, yeah, I want you to be dominant. What is it? Reciprocity. Thank you, girl. I'm over here yeah. like, I just I just hit this. I was like, ooh, it's I can't right. say that word. <laughs> we literally, I mean, like, we speak, we speak the same language. Like, literally, I, mean, I love I everything you said. I, I respect very much how actually the stance of how you're actually getting into Tantra is actually really mm-hmm. spot on because... Now, I'm not a professional. Like you said, coaching is key. Like I got coached and I still need coaching, right? However, one big practice was that I had to wean myself on was porn because in, in, tan, in tan, Tantra, 
we all know, guys, porn is, they're actors, right? They are literally clocking in. You know, we had, you know, shout out to Tommy Defendi, a.k.a., you know, James LaRusso, who was on my show, is, you know, he was a gay porn star. He literally would tell you, like, I clocked in, I worked. You know what I mean? So, like, honestly, you know, that, the, I love the fact that you, like, you know, you said porn, like, it was like, uh, nah, that doesn't do anything for me. I'd rather watch me and my partner, you know, and watching us. That turns me on. Shout out to that. I think that's fantastic because it's the thing. You, you are already had you didn't even have to disassociate yourself to that type of like because that's mm-hmm. my problem i had to like really turn that I, i'm tr- i'm still struggling with in a sense of like turning off because what i see doesn't match right in a sense of like what's really happening in the bedroom you know all that yeah. stuff all those moans all that extra sh- the turning upside down the, does bitch does that feel good Listen, you're on your head right now really, does it all, feel good moaning, i feel like right. the best sex i have is when i'm quiet when i'm uh-huh. trying to fuck up and i'm breathing and i'm focusing on that breath work and i'm just breathing through the moment and I'm relaxing my body because I feel like when you're trying to do all that fake moaning and groaning it's like like relax you can't even focus on the feeling because you're so focused on giving the man an experience yes putting on a show right right performative right exactly I found that when I'm focusing on that breath work like you said that's when I have the best experiences because I'm telling my body to just relax the only way that I'm going to come is I relax and I know Ooh, myself girl. at that point. Like I have to r- remind myself to get out of my mind and just uh, go so hard. The inhale and the exhale. And with that, might not come like the loudest moans, but your partner will be able to tell based on your body language whether they're doing the right thing or not. Moans don't tell you how good it is. In my case, in my opinion, I don't feel like me moaning is gonna is like reassurance because you you can tell if you make me come. That's reassurance right there. Like you can tell if I'm staying wet. That should tell you you're doing the right thing. You know. So I find myself being quiet and having really good sex when I'm just breathing and not trying to give, like, do the theatrics, like, how we're used to seeing in porn because it's so, like, it gives you, like, just a standard that you probably can't meet because what if I'm, like, I might not be one of those girls who like to do that type of stuff, just depending on the list of things that they do in porn, and that doesn't make me any less sexual or any less sexy. You just don't like doing headstands. And that's cool. <laughs> and if you, know you do, I mean? shout out to you too, because that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Skill. Like, I commend you, okay? Because that's another thing is too, I agree with it in the sense of like, you were saying how, you know, you know, the, the social, like literally society, like there's all this stigma, right? About sex. And like, if you, if you are, if you're promiscuous or you go around you and you like sex and you enjoy <laughs> sex and you like to have a lot of sex with lots of people, honestly, I'm over here, like own your body and tell me, like do yeah, what is. makes you feel good. If you want to go out there, Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, do I'm all I'm pro sex work. I'm pro hoe. Okay, be a hoe. If that's what makes you happy, girl, do you. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's different, right? And everyone's at a different state. And the thing is, like, I feel like tantra really does. It's the practice of mindfulness, but it's mm-hmm. a practice of mindfulness first with yourself, and then the practice of mindfulness with your partner, partners, okay, um, whoever. Because honestly, that when you when you're more in tune you know like you said you wanted to be a good part you wanted to please not only not only receive you wanted to please as well you know because I'm a big I love pleasing and Mm -hmm. my part was receiving it and but there's there's receiving but Mm -hmm. there's also really allowing yourself to receive the pleasure that you're getting because that's something that's difficult and cannabis has helped me a lot with that is getting out of my head for cannabis getting them out yeah it's really hard to get out of your head so 
Um, so shout out to, sh- listen, shout out to, you know, our yonis, our lingams, you know, you know, shout out to, you know, our sexuality, you know, whatever journey you're on, if you're still struggling, you know, like a lot of people are, you know what I mean? It's not yeah, perfect, you know what I'm no. saying? Although like, it might seem like there are a lot of freaks out here and everyone is so sexual, like there are a lot of women who aren't and they need to figure right. out how to even step into that and they don't have anyone to talk to or they feel anxious or they're feeling just thoughts that are that aren't freeing sex should be very freeing that's the time out of any time of the day where you can feel as that's the time to feel free is when you're having sex so to have all those thoughts on your mind and you're conscious about your body or your body aromas or the way that you look you know what I mean in general that just kind of ruins the experience Oh, it totally does. I'm over here like, let's just like, you know, like get high as fuck and just let loose and just, you know, my thing too is like, cause, uh, oh, did you do, oh, one thing's, oh, wait, first things first time I've been meaning to ask you is what's your sign? What's your sign? You a score. Oh, that makes sense. What's your rising in your, in your, what's your rising in your moon? Do you know? I have no idea. Damn girl. I want to do it so bad. I want to figure it out. I don't know. What? I've never Girl. looked into it because I never wanted to get so deep into it. And that's when like astrology became like, a, like it was just like a thing that everyone's on, everyone was on like within the past, like two or three years. I hear you. I yeah. wanted to get so deep into it that I put a label on myself like, oh, I'm a freak because I'm a Scorpio. I'm a sneaky Scorpio. Like Scorpios are kind of have like this weird association with like lying, sneakiness, privacy, they're like really big, like freaks. And in my case, I hate it when I would tell a guy I'm a Scorpio. He's like, oh, okay, you a Scorpio. You don't know like, me. Right. I'm like, I'm actually, you know what I mean? I just didn't right. like certain connotations and the limits that you can put on yourself based on what, because I don't even know where that's coming from. That information, I don't know where it's coming from. So I never really wanted to get. See, and so that's, deep. there's a lot of stereotypes. And I, I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's a stereotype too. Some of them, some of the sense I feel like are true to, to an extent, because I'm a Taurus. So I'm I'm a bull, you know, I'm a stubborn bull, prideful, you know, very much. I have those tendencies. However, you got to do the self work, right, to get past yes. those characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yes. what it is. but I, but there's also like, um, when a sense of reading your birth chart. Like I said, it, it, it's not for everyone. If you don't believe in that's that's cool too, you know. Um, but like, like in the sense of like, just that's kind of why I like hearing what the what your like moon and your ascending are because yeah. it's not if you think you're like wait a minute i'm supposed to be this because scorpios are this but i'm right. not it's like it might be something aligned in your birth chart it might be where the moon and the jupiter was actually aligned when you were born like it's so really like the it's another I one love, of those like i love how it can like tell you things though i have an addictive personality i think that's why uh-huh. i get into it because i will get so consumed with that shit and i'll really like what? Hit me up for the tarot card readings. Like, oh, I would, okay. I didn't want to get too deep into it. Call me now <laughs> for your free reading. <laughs> did you post that meme? I did, Twitter? girl. We about to get a show oh on Netflix. Okay, I can't wait. Are you I literally Miss Cleo that, and I said, "Call me now." Call like, me now just, for your free reading. Listen, I'm ready. Hell, it was so funny. I'm fucking and ready. This is gonna be good TV. I know myself. I will get too deep into it, and I just never got that deep into it. But I would, if someone wants to, I guess, tell me what my like, like you all that tell, stuff you is. Know? Like based yeah. on the information I can give right. you, like you get that way I could know. Like moving forward, at least when I get asked that question, I can tell someone like, "Oh yeah, I'm a this, this, this." Uh-huh. My rising, yeah, you know, 
And no. the thing is, like, some people will straight up say, like, that's some bullshit. Like, it don't work for me. It doesn't, like, they read their birth chart and they're like, ah. However, I feel like the majority of people that actually, after, because you basically have to know the time you were born as well. Okay. Like, where it's basically the time, exact time, the location um, will tell you kind of like where the stars and like where the moons were aligned when you were born. Okay. And then that tends to be, you know, when they do that, they, when you read the characteristics about yourself, it tends to be pretty good. Like it tends to tell you about yourself, you know, okay. um, which is, yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious. So if you do know the time of you're born, um, there's, there's, I use a co-star app. It's super cheap. It's free. Um, you know, that, that's an app that I use a lot. Um, it's called CoStar. And then there's, um, the pattern app, which is good too. You just put, you plug in your time, you plug in your, you know, it, it tells you, and then it reads out your stuff for you. And then you're like, I oh shit. The pattern app before, but I didn't uh-huh. have the time that I was born, and, uh-huh. but it still gave me like posts. Like it would give me like notifications uh-huh. of like things on there that I could read. And they were spot on. It was kind of scary. That's why I was it's like, scary, I girl. <laughs> into this shit because I know myself right. and I want to start. I guess it was at a time where I needed to take control of my life. Like I needed uh-huh. to get a grip and I need to stop letting the world around me just throw me in whatever direction based on, you know what I mean? The circumstances. I so I was like, I need to get a grip. I need to get control. And that's probably why I never focused on it because I was so like focused on getting a grip on myself in that, that. Just in that moment that I was like, I don't think any outside influences telling me how I, I should know that's be. Right or how I'm supposed to be, because I'm trying to do a total 180, you know? For sure, for sure. Yeah. You have been amazing. The dime piece, y'all. Look at her. I mean, she's glowing. She's. Thank you for giving me the time, too. Like I said, I know in this world, like our time, excuse me, it's precious. I Thank you for being flex, flexible with the time, because y'all, we in Chicago, and we had, got hit with a snowstorm out of nowhere. I was like, Lord, can we do it? Can I go out? I was like, I had a shovel. I was like, oh, shit. Like, let me just go ahead and... uh. Yeah, I was like, you can do whenever you're ready, because I know that that I've lived in Indiana before. I've lived in Missouri before. You have? Yes. So I know I'm talking about the snow. I'm like, make sure everything's okay, because I know when it snowed in in, uh, when I was living in St. Louis, I didn't even go to work. I was like, I can't come in because I can't drive. This is getting. Yeah. I don't do all that oh, shit. Oh, trust no. me. When that storm comes, I know. I'm just yeah. glad that we got to talk today because I really just couldn't wait to sit down and talk to you face to face. I know. I'm so excited. I have a new friend, y'all, in Cali. Her name is the oh, Doin Piece. Okay. And oh. yoga. At this time, please give us some. You know, where can we find you? Where can we follow? Where can we support you, girl? Like, get, drop you, drop everything you need. Yeah. So you guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at PRLD Productions. That's my handle. Find me on there. On Instagram, I can only post so much because you guys know it's a highly regulated space and we're dealing with a highly regulated plant. So, like, my account is at risk every day. Every day I get flagged for something. Do you? Yes. I can't post anything cannabis-related on Instagram. So everything is on my Twitter. If you guys want to see what I'm smoking, the brands that I'm supporting, follow me on Twitter. That way you guys can see my pictures and um, just talk to me on there. If there are any brand business owners listening and you guys need help promoting your brands and getting into the right spaces where customers are seeing your stuff because the consumers are out here. They just need to know what product you're selling. Just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm a cannabis brand educator. I can help people learn more about your brands or whatever you have going on that's cannabis related and listen to me on my Pearl podcast. That way you guys can hear me all the time and get to know me better. 
Very true. Yes. So, and then we'll put all these in the show notes, guys, and we'll link them in the in the visual so you guys can see it. Yeah. Uh, it was great chatting with you. It was great get hearing your perspective. It, thank you for being transparent and sharing your journeys. You know, when it comes to cannabis and tantra and being a mom, so very very special. And we we appreciate you here in the show. So I'm sure the listeners appreciated this. And as always, guys, you better go ahead and go ahead if you haven't forgot about go ahead and leave a comment on the podcast go ahead and rate and subscribe because those matter i know i know i know trust me it sucks right it's like two seconds of your time just do it it'll make just do it i'm like just do you love if you love what you hear let the person know that is such a thing that you guys need to like grasp is that we do this because we love to do it but we'd like to know that you guys like it too so let us know if you like something and for the listeners who want to learn more about cannabis in general on a more one-on-one basis if you ever want to talk to me one-on-one and have a conversation, you can find me on the Skiller app. It's spelled S-K-I-L-L-R-L-L-R. Um, on that app, I'm able to educate people on cannabis freely, unregulated space. You can talk to me for as long as you want. You can find me on the app. You just have to download it and look under um, Cannabis Concierge and you'll see me, the dime piece. So you can book a session, talk to me, bring me like your questions and just let me know what state you're in that way I can pull up the products that are in your market and we can talk about the products that can work for you and just whatever else weed related that you guys want to talk about. I'm on the Skiller app. That way you guys can book a session and tap in. Yes. I'll put them in the show notes. I never heard of this app. It's going to It's new. Cool. It's a yeah. brand new app. I'm so excited to be even like a part of the app. It's wow. it just went public recently. I was um, working with Skiller during like their testing phase. It was for okay. months just trying to get the app together. But now they've launched it's public you guys can go on there and learn anything you want to learn it's not just cannabis related i'm just the cannabis concierge on the app but they have people on there who can educate you on music fashion hair legal oh, things okay. it's the app where you can learn skills so i'm a skiller i love that you guys can come and learn about whatever you want it's an app it's available on um the apple it's a, uh, app store it's available on um the android like whatever phone whatever I'll put, a, I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll find it and I'll put it in there so you guys can check it out. Because I'm going to check it out too. This is exciting. Yeah. Like, Come talk to me. Because I know it's kind of hard to communicate on Instagram and Twitter sometimes. So if you guys ever want to talk to me face-to-face, like a FaceTime kind of setup, that's mm-hmm. pretty much what it is. You guys can just find me on the Skiller app, book a session, and we can chop it up. I love it. Well, okay. Well, you guys heard it. Go ahead and find the dime piece. Okay. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave all this in the show notes. Thank you again. This was amazing. Uh, anything you want to leave the people with? Anything... Mm, stay stress-free and just smoke gooey just make sure that you feel me you're purling your woods because if you're not purling them what's the point of smoking them honestly okay i love it okay and on that note we will see you guys next week bye bye kimbo out brought to you by the rick dog network Well, shoot the damn dog.